Hello, and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this week we are on Season 4, Episode 5, Loose Lips Sync Relationships. <laughs> it's like Titanic, but everyone fits on a door this week. Mm-hmm. And it's slightly less cold. Yay. Except Karen is there. She's kind of ice cold. <laughs> laugh at my jokes. Good burn. Do you put a laugh track in there? Ha ha ha. All right, let's talk about the episode description, and then we're going to jump right into it. Loose lips sync relationships. In a sneaky ploy for a night off work, Jack plays matchmaker and takes advantage of his geeky female supervisor, guest star Parker Posey's, interest in Will, while mindful of Will's fantasy of modeling in the store. I didn't think Parker Posey's character was geeky in the slightest. She must be geeky in the next episode. Yeah. Like, the next time she's there, she must be geekier. Yeah, because I just didn't find her especially geeky. I just kind of thought that she didn't have a gaydar. Also, remember, before geeky was cool, like, geeky just meant, like, you couldn't interact with humans. So, like, dorky. Right. Like, I feel like there was a strong geek slash nerd difference in, like, the early knots, where, like, a geek is just someone who can't interact with people, whereas, like, a nerd actually has, like, an intellect-based... Hmm framework i feel like we talked about the difference between geeks and nerds on this podcast before somehow i guess that could be true but i just i didn't find anything about her particularly geeky or nerdy or anything like i just kind of thought like she was like a touch dorky and like just didn't have a gaydar like i didn't think there was anything weird about kind of annoying yeah she was just sort of annoying and like i mean the plot of this episode is that she basically just like makes jack pimp will out because she thinks he's a straight man yeah like i don't know i just i guess i didn't find her any like weirder than val yeah. Like, like, I found her to be exactly the same, like, level of weird as Val, so, like, I didn't think... Which is fine. Which I didn't... I just didn't think of that as geeky, I guess, mm-hmm. but okay episode description. I thought Parker Posey was a great guest star, though. I really enjoyed Parker Posey because I really was reliving my youth, um, constantly rewatching Josie and the Pussycats, mm. and she played Lisping Letha in that movie. Letha. Uh Well, she actually plays someone who is, like, pretends to have, like, an entirely different, like, new identity as, like, a hip... PR record executive person who's like running a government conspiracy to like use subliminal messaging to like sell Big Macs to people through pop music. But anyway, wow, that's a very simple plot line. Please see Josie and the Pussycats. It was an amazing film and 9 11 ruined it. Wah, 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 wah. Much like everything else. Anyways, I just thought that she deserved to be on like the main cast. Like she had just a really good energy with Jack. Mm-hmm. I loved her interactions with Will. Yeah. Karen and Grace did not interact with her in any way. But, I mean, I feel like they could have. Yeah, I feel like they could have. Um, I just, I really liked how over the top she was about being into Will. Like, yes. it really was, like, it was just so funny to watch, like, an oblivious straight just be mm-hmm. like, yes, I love you. And, like, rip their shirt off in their office and stuff. And Will is delusional enough to think that she's auditioning him for a modeling role, which, you know. Funny in and of itself. Will is really, like, towing the not-so-self-aware line this episode. Like, <laughs> it's one thing to, like, understand that you are a, an attractive human. It's another to subtly think that people want you for modeling just uh-huh. out of nowhere. Admittedly, Will always gets pimped out in these episodes. Why? This is, like, the third time that someone has been like, Will, will you go on a date with my boss? Yeah, like, it's just, it's very funny to me that they're always pimping Will out. But I guess this time was the first time he's been pimped out to a lady. Yeah, so, moving up in the world. I guess. To or, women. Or something. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I guess it's because he's purdy. Like, he's a very attractive man. I mean, I guess if I was a woman, I would rather sleep with Will 
than Jack. I'm realizing as I finish this sentence that I'm gay, so that would have worked. <laughs> you don't need to qual- qualify I don't need to qualify if you were a woman. that in any way, but <laughs> if I was a woman. <laughs> first of all, if I was a woman, I'd be a lesbian, so then this is a moot point. <laughs> as a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I mean, I guess Will is the more attractive of the two of them in like. Yeah, Jack is just awkward looking. It's not that Jack isn't attractive. It's just that Jack's outfits are very 90s. They're very Shenandler bong. I feel like Sean Hayes is more attractive than Jack. Yes. But Will is more attractive than Eric McCormick. Possibly. But I also know that Eric McCormick is aware of this podcast, so I'm not going to agree with you. (laughs) Because I think Eric McCormick is a hottie Mick Hodderson. Eric McCormick, you are a beautiful human. No. If you ever decide to switch teams... Okay. Just, but like for real, like he's aged extremely well. True. Like, he's definitely more attractive in the current season than he is on this show. Like, I don't know if they are just tailoring his suits better or if he's been doing tricep dips or what's happening. I think it's the hair. The, the silver fox the thing silver is really rocking for him. The silver fox thing is really great. Walking for him is what I said instead of rocking or working. <laughs> I can totally speak English, you guys. It's the only language I speak. I just think, and they kind of a little bit allude to this in the episode that Will's like, oh, all of a sudden, like, I'm very attractive to everyone. And it's like, I literally wrote a note down that was like, well, it's because you are getting hotter as you get older. Yeah, he's definitely one of those like men like a fine wine. Who, uh-huh. Like eventually he'll hit like a peak and then he'll just be wrinkly and old. But and apparently smelly. not yet. 11 years later. Nope. Good job. Good Way work. To be. Good work, Will Truman slash Eric McCormick. Way to have a good face. <laughs> I guess the only other thing I wanted to say about the uh, Parker Posey and Will and Jack line is that I think it's really funny how, first of all, Jack has this job at Barney's now, which is oh, yeah. great. But also, like, over the course of the episode, he goes from being, like, a regular salesperson to being a hand cream pusher. Oh, yeah. And he, like, totally talks down on the hand cream guy, like, the whole time. He's the lowest of the low now. Yeah, he just, like, he shuns the hand cream guy, but then he clearly doesn't get his boss the date uh-huh. and is demoted to hand cream guy. Yeah, shockingly, Will is not interested in going on a date with a woman. Hmm. Now, I forget what department store it is, but I think doesn't Joey work in, like, some kind of store at some point in Friends? Because, that I can't remember. Because I remember a similar thing happening with him where he gets, like, demoted to be, like, the fragrance guy who has to, like, spray cologne at people. Mm. And, like... That sounds familiar. Just, I think it's when he and Rachel are interacting more because they're possibly? at the same store. Yes. I think that's possible. But I don't know what store it is. I don't think it's Barney's. It's definitely not Barney's. But, anyways, I just think it's very funny that there was, like, a weird moment in the early 2000s where, like, being demoted to being a purveyor of hand creams and or fragrance was just like the lowest job you could have as an actor. Well, and like, I feel like there was a period where like things like taking characters and making them work at department stores was like a thing. Well, I mean, like, I, guess... I just feel like it's, I haven't seen that on television at all. Like you see them at like a target maybe for like right. comedy, but like you never see actors working or not actors, but like actors playing actors working at like, Barney's or right. Bergdorf's yeah, or I, Macy's. I feel like that was a very like 2000s move. And it might just be that like unemployed actors these days just like start a YouTube series instead or something. Right, like, right. Well, it just might be a changing economy of technology or whatever. Right. Well, I just don't think that those places like, not that they don't hire actors, but that they don't like it to be made known. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I mean... It could also be just, like, a lot of retail jobs are a lot more seasonal these days because yes. of, like, the online boom. Like, they just don't need as many employees in stores anymore. Well, and 
I I have only faint memories of this time period, but like these stores that are in Friends and in Will and Grace, like just don't look real to me. Well, I think that's just I think part of the the lack of TV realism. Like right. this is being shot in a soundstage in LA. Like this. Oh, is... I mean, of course, but I mean, like it doesn't look like any store I've ever encountered in right. any way. But I don't think they're actually modeled after real stores. Right. Well, like, do you remember the episode where they went to like? the caucus or whatever and they were at like the bargain bin place. oh yeah like they were in the strip mall like that nothing about that resembled a store in any way and i understand it's in a warehouse and it's a soundstage but like yeah it, literally no one is trying like literally that has looked that looked more like a warehouse to me like i've been in warehouses yeah. that look like that yeah so that's all we have i guess about that plot line yeah um we're sad that jack didn't get his friday night off he did not admittedly who starts a job and immediately asks for fridays off that like, was rude Girl, you should have told him that you weren't available on Fridays. I, say, I feel like he had a good reason, though. He had, like, some acting showcase thingy. Yeah, that's important. I mean, yes, but also, you just started this job. Like, why didn't you tell him that you weren't available to start until the week after the acting that showcase? Is, like, girl, use your, use your noggin. Jack does not Employ have a noggin. noodle. He's just got a big empty space up there. <laughs> no uh, noodles? I guess we have to talk about Grace and Nathan, who weren't mentioned in the description, <sighs> and we just kind of breezed past that. Okay, so Nathan's still on the show. <laughs> and, like, this was one of his slightly more tolerable episodes, but I think only because Grace was so intolerable. I was going to say, I feel like this is still not as good as the pilot, which is, I think, the or the pilot. Oh my God. The season premiere. I feel like this is still not as good as the season premiere, which is kind of like the high watermark for Nathan yes. so far. This was, like, this was, like, not peak bad Nathan, I no. guess. This is probably, like, the second or third best Nathan episode. Right. So, like, essentially, highlights of this plotline, it all starts because Grace and Nathan go get an HIV test together as a couple. Cool. Which was kind of cool. It was nice to see some straights during that on television, um, especially in, like, discussing their, like, exclusivity and all that jazz. And I also really appreciated that, they, like, there was no freaking out about getting their results back. Mm-hmm. Like, um, the only other times I've seen HIV testing being really discussed on television, like, either shocker, like, on how to get away with murder, someone comes back having being HIV positive, or... That was actually a big surprise for me. They did that. They did that very well. Yeah, they did. It was it was pretty well... For what it's worth. Pretty well done. But, or the other option is if it's some straight people, like, on Sex and the City, Samantha gets an HIV test and, like, collapses out of anxiety <laughs> because she's so terrified that she has it. And then, right. like, she gets a lecture from, like, the nice nurse lady being, like, you have a lot of sexual partners and it doesn't sound like you're consistently using condoms, so, like, you should be consistently should using condoms. La, la, la. So, like, I did appreciate the lack of fanfare about it. Just, like, hey, we're getting HIV tested and we need to make a list of our sexual partners. Right, this like, is the thing that we do. Right. Right. And so I appreciated that. Admittedly, it was a good kickoff for the plot line. Yes. Like, but... it's smart to introduce a plot line about, like, how many sexual partners have you had with, right. like, a responsible sexual partner behavior. You know? Right. Yeah, like, I think that makes total sense. But then the episode kind of, like, gets away from itself, I think. Yeah. So, basically, the breakdown is Grace has had, like, 23 sexual partners, but Nathan's only had five. And so Grace is, like, gloating about this a little bit. But then, of course, like, Nathan is a serial monogamist, so he's had sex, like, a bajillion times more yeah, so, like, than Grace. Right, so they end up, like, doing the numbers to see who's had, like, the most sex overall. And mm-hmm. Nathan's had, like, sex, like, 3,000-odd times. 4,000, remember? He yeah, because he takes off 1,000 to make her feel better. And she's had sex, like, 200 sometimes. Right. And, like, first of all, how the fuck are you keeping track of this? Like, as a person who has done sex on people, 
like not just myself. Um, I've had sex and I have. Oh my God, you've had sex? Don't tell my mom. I've heard of that. You can get diseases. You've had sex too. I think you can get like. Not recently, but. Super malaria. Super malaria. Yeah. That's, that's all a, you could come up with. That's a sex disease. You couldn't even pull out trichomoniasis. You're a trichomoniasis. Anyways. Um, but I just have no concept of how much like physical sex I've had. Like I don't mm-hmm. have like, I don't have any records. Like I didn't. That's because you're not that good at math. I mean, true, but like, I'm pretty okay at counting. Like I just, <laughs> I just mean like, this isn't like, this is an algebra. Like I could just count, but I. You're like a seven at counting. Fuck you. <laughs> how many times have you had sex? Oh, you could probably count it on one hand, though. Matthew's uh, <laughs> had very little sex. Whatever, Tess. I'm just saying, like, I know I've had sex a lot in my life, but I have no idea of guesstimating the numbers. Well, I'm so happy for you. I just mean, like, I just, why would you ever keep track of that? That doesn't make any sense to me. Especially if your numbers are in the thousands. Like, do you have, like, a count? Like, do you notch well, your head post, literally? But they pretty well established that, like, they're doing the math. And I think he's like, okay, we had sex on average five times a week. Right. Like, I guess that makes sense. But then how did Grace come up with her number? Because, like, she was like, oh, I think I had sex with, like, what's his name? What was his name again? Blah, blah. Well, she probably did the same thing. But for most of her people, she only had sex, like, one or two times. I guess. So it was really easy. You know, it's like. You do the math on, like, four people, and then you add, like, one, one, three, five, two, two, four. Seven. Exactly. Seven. Seven. <laughs> seven, seven, seven. Sorry, that's a Friends joke. I don't know if you understand that joke. <laughs> Have you seen all of Friends? I don't even know if we've ever discussed Yeah, I've this. seen that episode of Friends. Okay, I just wasn't sure. Have you seen all of Friends, though? Pretty much, yeah. So you haven't seen all of Friends. There's a couple episodes at the end of Season 9 and the beginning of Season 10 that I didn't see, okay? Okay. Thank you yeah. for clarifying. But yeah, so then basically, like, it results in both Nathan and Grace having, like, intense anxiety about this. That was the part of the episode that I didn't love. Like, I I do think the setup of, like, ha-ha, like, Grace has had more sex than Nathan. Ha-ha, just kidding. It's Nathan who's had more sex than Grace. Like, that's kind of funny. Right. But I don't really, it's not really a place for the episode to go. I mean, like, the the climax of this episode is, like, literally they're running around the apartment chasing each other. Yeah. For not super well-explained reasons. Yeah, they basically try to give to the Magi sex each other. Yeah. So, like... Because they take advice from Karen, which, which is dumb. again, why? So, basically... Like, Willie even, like, lampshades this this week. Like, because we've said before on this podcast, that, like, when Karen gives advice, you should do the opposite of the advice. Right. And, like, Will is, like, trying to relax, and... Karen has told Grace that she has to have sex, like, really good with Nathan. Yeah, she's basically like, well, people don't like having sex with you. That's right. the reason that your number is so low. But earlier, later she tells Nathan that, like, clearly people only like having sex with you. You need to, like, talk right. it's like, more and be intellectual. Right, like, sex is all you have to offer. So, like, then Nathan resolves, like, to not have sex with Grace. And Grace does the opposite. So she's, like, chasing him around the apartment, trying in, to like, fuck him. In, lingerie. Like, nude lingerie, which is weird. Nude lingerie, I think, was a thing in the, like... Like, if you're wearing nude lingerie, just, like... Be nude? Be nude, exactly. But then you couldn't run around the apartment. Well. I just mean, okay, also, as a roommate of yours, I would never, ever, 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 ever... Ever? Ever run out of my bedroom with someone I was trying to sleep with in my lingerie and chase them around our living room trying to convince them to have sex with me. Congratulations, you are less neurotic than Grace Adler. I mean, I understand that's a bit of a feat. I mean, low bar. Yeah, that was the joke I was making. Yeah, I, it wasn't <laughs> funny. I capitalized on it's not funniness and made it better. Asshole. <laughs> Anyways, but like, just, I, why? 
And like then Will says something that I do really like, relate to, which is Come like, on, Karen. He's just literally like, Karen? Like, why are you listening to Karen? Yeah. And then like as they finally are like, Oh yeah, why are we listening to Karen? Will's just like, straight people are crazy. And like that could be the thesis statement for this entire episode is that straight people are crazy. Like the kicker is supposed to be the like Will's like straight people are crazy, and then he like looks at himself in the mirror and is like, ooh, you're sexy. But like <sighs> that's not an equivalent combination of things. I know that the writers think it is. It is not. But like being a moderate narcissist and chasing your boyfriend around the apartment are not equal levels of crazy, I'm sorry. Right, especially when we've seen other parts of this episode having like a straight person throw themselves at Will while Will thinks that he's like trying to model for them. So basically, yes, straight people are crazy. Gay people are also crazy, but in this episode, slightly less crazy. Mm-hmm. So good job, gay people. Way to be. This is a huge step forward for gay rights, probably. <laughs> but yeah, I just... In general, just this entire anxiety about, oh, no, my girlfriend only wants me for sex or, oh, no, I'm not having enough sex with my boyfriend. It's just like, I don't care. And I think a good part of the reason why I don't care is because it's Nathan. Mm-hmm. Like, I just like, I don't care for Nathan. So right. I'm, I'm not really invested in like whether or not this relationship is working out. Right. Like, I want it to not be working out. I'm like, yes. Please I'm, have a disagreement about how much sex you're having. Right. Break up. I'm like actively cheering this on. Like, yes, this is great. Like, yeah. And, like, when they are taking advice from Karen, I'm like, wow, that's dumb. But, like, maybe you'll break up. So, come on. Because I'm realizing I have forgotten how they break up. Like, spoiler Mm. alert, guys. Nathan is not the one for Grace. (gasps) As evidence. They don't just have him get in a car accident and then come out of the car accident looking like Harry Connick Jr.? No. Oh, this is awkward. My fan fiction is ruined. Oh, man. You should really finish the series before you start writing fic about it. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. So, it just... I'm just, I'm over it. Like, whatever. Just keep doing whatever you guys need to do to get Nathan off the show. But please do it soon. Please soon. So soon. Please soon. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else really going on with Karen this episode. She has a couple of good one-liners. She has a good one-liners, but that's pretty much it. Yeah. Like, they're playing poker at one point and she just keeps yelling gin. Yeah. Because I guess she wants some. Um, We've all been there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, that's all we have for now, I guess. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, so just as an update, we are still producing episodes weekly. Every Thursday they're coming out. We are not stopping for Thanksgiving. We mm-hmm. are not stopping until... I don't think we're even stopping for Christmas, I think, if no, I remember our schedule right. No, we're going to keep trying to truck on through to the holidays. Yeah. Um, so just keep tuning in every week. You can always share this with your families. Mm-hmm. Tess, could you point the our listeners and their families in the right direction? Yes. So I can do that. So if you want to play an episode on Thanksgiving, the best way to find our new episodes is to go to our Twitter page. We are at Not A Couple Show. I'm sure your grandmother will love to hear all about the sex that I've had. <laughs> um, if you want to find us, we're also on Facebook. We're on Tumblr. We post our show notes on Medium. And this episode can be found on Podbean and iTunes. And if you want to send us an email to share the thoughts that your grandmother had about my sex life, you can do that at <laughs> notacouplepodcast at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, Tune in again next week when we celebrate Thanksgiving with another episode of Will and Grace. Hooray! I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this has been Not a Couple. Bye-bye! This episode of Not a Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Meow. Hello, Eliza. Meow. 
This episode could not be possible without the lovely Eric McCormick. Eric McCormick, so wonderful. Please don't yell at us.